Play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Podcast. Yep. Thank you for joining us for episode 245. Yep, that's the only thing that's changed about us in the new year so far. So, welcome to the first episode of 2021. And here is to a better year than the last two, right? Yeah, and I realize I just said first episode of 2021. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not used to the... It's going to take a while for me to get the dates correct, but right? this is the... This is the year with three twos. Three twos. Two zero two two. Yep. I hope everybody's having a great year so far. We are because we're here and still doing our thing. Listening to great music, talking about great bands, and let's get into it. So let's get into some new music that has come out and will be coming out. List is probably one of the shortest in a while. Not sure why, but I got to keep uh, keep after. Maybe I just haven't kept up where I should. So maybe. <laughs> on, uh, we'll start on December 23rd. Uh, the Explainers, they came out with Punk Rock Pool Party. Looking forward to checking more out there. Played their uh, Christmas track, Battle, of, Battle in Brooklyn, I think is what it was. Hopefully I didn't fuck that up. But the track was cool. I <laughs> uh, need to get back and check out the rest now that the rest has been released as of the 23rd. Vice Squad released a Christmas track, A Dog is for Life Christmas 2021 mix. Direct Action released Antisocial but Positive on the 27th. Concrete Control released Vision, it's an EP, on the 29th. Reno Divorce released King of the World single on the 31st. Scumback released a Green Jelly cover of Orange Crunch, so that was a single. <laughs> on Disconnect Disconnect Records, Forever Unclean, they released Best. On January 1st, Mad Mulligans released Action Men EP on the 1st. Monster Squad released I Love Punk EP on the 1st. And just so you know, that's not brand new tracks, but it is re-recordings of some previous tracks that they did do. So it's kind of like new music, but not exactly new music. But I like Monster Squad a lot, so I, I, I need to check that one out. Another one I want to check out. I, God, I've been busy this past week. A lot of new stuff that I haven't gotten to that's already out. Fight the Future, they put out Golden Door EP on the 1st. Whole Hog released live at Transplants Brewery on the 1st. On the 7th, we will be uh, getting After the Fall, who and they're releasing Isolation on Melodic Punk Style. Abrasion will be releasing Born to be Betrayed EP on Indecision Records on the 7th. Discomostro is releasing Mostropachia. I probably <laughs> didn't get that right, but they're releasing that on the 7th. And then Dead 77, we just did the interview uh, just a couple months back, and we had some of those tracks in advance, but they are going to be released for everybody to get to on the release Demons, and that's coming out on the 7th, so I'm looking forward to checking out the rest. On the 14th, The Hope Conspiracy will be releasing Death Knows Your Name Deluxe. It's a reissue. On the 14th, Alarm Signal will be releasing Aesthetic Dis. Weiter stands because I believe they're from <laughs> Germany. So sounds like it. Uh, check that one out. I came across some of their other stuff and saw this new stuff was coming, and so I'm definitely looking forward to checking them out. Another good release, just a couple tracks though. It's the Drowns. Know who you are. Did I get that right? I think I got a typo there, but it's a single. I think it's just two tracks. Tolt Shock is releasing. 
retrospective 1999 through 2003 on UVPR, which is Umvi Porien Vinyls. That's over in France. And finally, what I have left is the Serial Killers, and that's like the cereal you eat for breakfast. It's the Serial Killers <laughs> are releasing Snap, Crackle, Pop, Punk on <laughs> January 15th. Oh, man. I was this close a few times to sending an open letter to post to create a new serial that is just based off of different killers in history. Like, uh, make your Gacy Loops, make your uh, Dahmer Crunch, <laughs> make your uh, make your Ed Gein Flakes, <laughs> all that type <laughs> of shit. Or the, uh, oh man, ah, God. the Bundy Puffs. <laughs> the Bundy Puffs, nice. Yeah, all the... All different things. Come on. Serial killer. You have the name right there. <laughs> you think it's a niche market? No. People are getting more obsessed with serial killers these days. Have you seen Netflix? It's flooded with all that shit. Hulu even has uh, all kinds of shit like that, too. So you're right. I think people are really into it. Oh, but yeah. Before we add whatever you have to the list, correction, <laughs> know who you are is the single. I believe I did say that way, but I was unsure. I'm very sure now. So, Eric, what do you have to add to the list? Nothing. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> just the, uh, just some of the stuff that I've been uh, sitting on the past uh, the past couple of weeks that will be coming up in uh, episodes future. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, and this one as well. <laughs> well, let's get into this one then. Let's get into some music. We talked about some new music. Well, the you know the formula. If you've listened to the show, we talk about what's coming out, what has come out, and then we start to play some of that stuff that has come out. Yes, yes we do. Although some of it is unreleased. Sometimes we get the sometimes we get the first licks. That's true, and I actually have a couple things that are unreleased. I was just going to try to play them a little closer to the release dates that way it doesn't get lost for some people. I, I want to say next week you'll yeah. be able to get this not in a month or something like that. Uh, you'll be able to get this because you'll have heard like four more episodes from us which yeah. will be like you know, nine to 12 more tracks between now and then that are new. So without more of that bullshit, Eric, what do you have? Let's see. I have the other side of the EP that I talked about last week, the Cold War split between the Usurpers and Night of Rage. Night of Rage is the band that we did not play last week. Last week we did the song, one of the songs by the Usurpers, great song, which if you haven't listened to it, uh, go back and listen to our episode. Yes, and don't, then you'll want to go get the split. <laughs> yeah, don't don't go straight to Bandcamp and listen to it first. Listen to us. Listen back at us. Come on, <laughs> come on over here. Now, <laughs> Night of Rage. They are quite a different band from Usurpers. Usurpers, uh, you've heard them. They got a little bit more dynamics based in street punk as well as a uh, as well as some thrashy type shit. Thank you, Mauricio. And Night of Rage, they have an old school kind of beat downy hardcore. Okay. You know, it's not too like a, it's not too much just a pummeling, pummeling of fists hitting the floor or whatever, but it does have that edge to it. So, so yeah, it's a bit of a, bit of a gruffer, grittier uh, contrast to what the usurpers are putting out. So Night of Rage from Moscow, from the Cold War split. Here is the song that is the closest to street punk it's going to sound. The song, Street Punk. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So yeah, not exactly your average uh, casualties or uh, global threat or anything like that. It's just got that... I don't know exactly how to describe it. It just sounds heavier. It sounds a little more rough. A little... A little more blunt, we'll say. More right. blunt force trauma. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah, I really like what uh, Night of Rage put out. They are, and I'm really happy to have discovered them, by way of our friends in the Usurpers. Russia's putting out some really solid shit, I tell you. Absolutely. Another great thing about splits, we've talked about that before. And one thing I want to mention at the end of the show, where we talk about finding people on social medias, which we will include, you know, as always, the Facebook and the Instagrams, where you can find people. Uh, bands from Russia, the majority of them don't seem to use Facebook. They use what appears to be an equivalent to Facebook called VK.com. So they are there. I don't remember exactly what it was. Uh, a lot of bands from Russia, Ukraine, so forth, kind of in those areas are mm -hmm. on VK.com as opposed to Facebook. So uh, if you want to check them out there, go to VK.com. Or if you just want to check out VK.com and see what it has to offer and what people are doing on it, do that too. I don't really know much about it. <laughs> All right, then. All right. <laughs> we'll see. Right? All right. Next new song, the band Paranoid Visions. We had Peter Jones on this show uh, a couple years back. I think we talked about this uh, not too long ago. Uh, maybe it was over on, it was probably over on Punk and I Worldwide. I did some new songs, and he also plays in the Lee Harveys, which is also out of Dublin. This band is out of Dublin. Uh, the, we played. Uh, Paranoid Visions numerous times on the show. have played Lee Harvey's more frequently because they've been putting out more music. If you're unfamiliar with the band Paranoid Visions, well, Steve Ignorant of Crass, they got together with Paranoid Visions and they've put out a handful of releases that you get with Paranoid Visions. So, uh, Paranoid Visions interview, you'll have to go way back to episode 29.5 where... Uh, we played a handful of tracks that were associated with uh, Peter and Paranoid Visions and tracks that he had listened to. And that was December 17th of 2017. That was before this show Whoa. had even reached a year old. It was in the first year. I remember doing the interview during the break between Christmas and New Year's of 2017. So <laughs> uh, pretty awesome. I've been able to go see Paranoid Visions uh, as they performed. Oh, I think... They perform as Paranoid Visions or Crass. No, I think like Crass, Paranoid Visions performing Crass songs or something like that at Punk Rock Bowling a couple years ago. It was ago. like a... Because Steve yeah. Ignert sang, but I think the band Paranoid Visions was the band playing the music. Because Peter was there playing guitar. Well, Steve, it was advertised as Steve Ignorant. Like that was the, that was the big bold letters. <laughs> that was the main right. act pretty much. It was like Steve Ignorant playing the songs of Crass. Right. So, uh, and yeah, Steve Ignorant, I think, is the, uh, really the sole survivor of Crass right now. Like, I, I know some of the other guys are around, but have no really interest in doing Crass proper. He does, apparently. Right. But I think him and the band Paranoid Visions have basically worked something out where Paranoid Visions plays Crass songs with Steve Ignorant. Steve Ignorant does the vocals for Paranoid Visions on the newer projects with... Mm -hmm. The exception of what we're getting into, which is pretty awesome. They, they released, so uh, again, they're from Dublin. They released this album, which is called Diverse Reality, back in August of this past year. And I think the vinyl's out, or it's going to be coming out soon. 
But August 15th, I said it this year, it's 2021. I'm doing the same thing you were doing. <laughs> it's still fresh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not coming out in eight months. It came out about four months ago. Uh, count- <laughs> we, we like to think it is still 2021 because that was the year Betty White was still alive. Right. <laughs> For the entirety of the year, minus a few hours or, or less than a day. <laughs> yep, less than a day. Just two weeks before she was going to turn a whole century old. I know, it's pretty awesome. Come on, man. Cool. Well, Paranoid Visions, uh, Diverse Reality is Countdown to Farmageddon Part 3. Countdown to Farmageddon Part 4 is already released, uh, but I don't think it's digital yet. I think they're waiting on vinyl on that, if I'm not mistaken. But you can go check out tracks from Diverse Reality. Uh, In keeping with the band's history of working with additional artists, Diverse Reality includes the track, which is this one, Alphabetti Spaghetti is the name of the track. (laughs) And it's a 26-verse song featuring a cast of 26 guests voicing an alphabet letter each and combining it into a sampled chat through the track as the alphabetty choir. So, well, as to give you a little more detail, uh, people such as Colleen Caffeine, TV Smith, Charlie Harper, uh, Ariza Royal... Becky Rackett, Steve Ignert, Molly Volpine, Dunstan, Bruce, The Soap Girls, The Shend, John, Rob, Eve Scrag, Robert Deserter, Susie Gardner, Wadi, C. Jenna, Duncan Reed, D. Nee Skatusk, Steve Lake, Tara Rez, Buck Defect, Carol Hodge, J.J. Janiak, or Janiak, Yenyik, yeah. There you go. Isis Queen, Segs, and Zilla Minks are doing their respective, and I did it in the order of A, B, C, D, and so forth, such as Charlie Harper is C, and Wadi oh. is O, uh, the Soap Girls are I, and so forth. Steve Ignorant was F, so all of that. So they're going to be doing that. So listen for these things. That's why I tell you ahead of time, listen to it. We're going to get into that track, Alphabetty Spaghetti, off of Diverse Reality. This is Paranoid Visions and the Alphabetty Choir, which is, as I said, comprised of 26 guest vocalists. My God. So here we go. Wait, I- 
quite <laughs> that's uh yeah my god quite a library of vocalists he had just to do one syllable right of a guest vocal <laughs> yeah. but it was pretty cool how they put it all together you, you know taking it putting it, and it just seemed in sequence like there was 26 people lined up with microphones and just in order they would hey, beast, you know just yeah turned out really good I, I thought it was great background vocals. Uh, I enjoyed the track. I like Paranoid Visions. I definitely recommend you checking them out. And Countdown to Farmageddon Part 4. Maybe it's coming out in February. I confuse it with the stuff with Lee Harvey's since Peter's in both bands and the releases are coming through the same place. 
one of them has something coming up in February. So maybe that's Farmageddon Part 4. Maybe so. I can just picture, like, a, like I remember, uh, especially in uh, 2020, a lot of people were doing, like, uh, digital jam sessions. Right. And there were, yeah, it was uh, famous musicians, you know, people who are well-established. And it's like, I'll be doing guitar from my studio. I'll be doing drums from mine. I'll be singing from from mine and it just all came together in like a sort of uh webcam like music video right i saw a couple of those too couple uh, uh i really enjoyed some just were depressing to see and wishes uh, you know wishing i could see it in live but yeah. nonetheless <laughs> it, it was still pretty cool better than sitting around doing nothing and you know everybody at home not connecting yeah. at least you're connecting somewhat could have been worse oh yeah could have been they could still be doing that as their only option. <laughs> True. So appreciate the options as you get them back. That was Paranoid Visions. Alphabetti Spaghetti. That's what you get. It's off of Diverse Reality, which is Countdown to Farmageddon Part 3. Go check it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, FOAD Music or Rotary Vinyl, I think, is where you can find it on Bandcamp. But if you go to FOAD Music, I think you can figure out what that acronym is. Uh, you'll be able to find... Uh, all the stuff from Paranoid Visions and the Lee Harveys. Let's get into the next new track. The band is from Detroit, Michigan. The band is called Butcher's Nail. Played them before. Uh, they put out a single here called Missing Pieces, and they have one other track that they've recently recorded. That's going to be on an upcoming compilation, so be on the lookout. I don't know what it's called yet, uh, but be on the lookout for more new stuff from Butcher's Nail. If you're unfamiliar with them, they are a supergroup comprised of members of bands from the Detroit metro area and the London, Ontario area, such as Muggsy, also known as Weapons, it looks like, uh, The Rogues, The Alliance from Canada, Troubleman, and Swivelbitch, amongst many others. We've played The Rogues and The Alliance on this show before. Uh, with a band name like Swivelbitch, I, sh- I think I've probably said this before, too. I need to check them out. If they're cool, I should be playing a band called Swivelbitch on the show, right? <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Swivelbitch. All right, let's get into the track, Butcher's Nail. Again, I said it was a single because it is. It's one track. Go over to the band camp. You can check that out now. Be on the lookout for whichever <laughs> compilation they will be on. Butcher's Nail. Isn't that technically a meat hook? Uh, yeah, go look at their, their cover arts. It's usually some form of a skull with a nail right into the forehead. All right. <laughs> it's, eh, not exactly a nail. Think of a stun gun. Just... There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's That's... Missing Pieces. Thank you. 
I gotta say the uh, the vocal delivery as well as the uh, as well as the tone reminded me of a lot of uh, the chisel. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just uh, yeah, sort of in the in the tone, not so much the. Uh, I guess that is the vocal tone. Just uh, his was a little deeper. <laughs> right. Uh, I like it. I I, I dig that band. Uh, I'm looking forward to more. What they put out before is great. Uh, I'm sure whatever compilation they're on, I'm going to like uh, at least some of those tracks too. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Get out and check out Butcher's Nail from Detroit slash London, Ontario. And the reason why I'm pointing out London, Ontario again is because the next band that I have picked, which is not next, but after that, is also from Ontario, just a different, other, uh, different place. So before we get into that, let's get into what you have for our older, lesser known. What do you have? Well, I have one of the OG straight edge bands from our hometown, that being Salt Lake City. Awesome. And they are called um, uh, Insight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're called Insight. I've been kind of hitting at them the past uh, couple weeks, and I realize, yeah, I never played a single thing from Insight on this show. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Call myself a hardcore kid from Salt Lake, and I don't even play Insight. Well, maybe it's because I wasn't straight edge, ever. And they were the originals. They were the ones who came off, like, right on the heels of the youth crew movement in the late 80s. They formed in 88, released their first, uh, their first, uh, I think it was a single or an EP. 
uh, whatever it was, I can't remember, in like uh, 1989. And then they released their first actual EP called What Will It Take in 1990. And it's uh, just to kind of give a picture of the album cover. It is a blue album cover and it has Insight written up on top in big yellow and there is a tiger in the in the center. But it is uh, behind what looks like bars. And yeah, they are ripping off the black flag bars here. <laughs> There's just more of them. <laughs> and, and yeah, it is making a statement like we're trapped in a cage. And of course, we're using an animal as a reference because uh, the, they're vegetarians, man. Right. They, they may have gone vegan. I can't remember. But but in the at the time of this release, they were vegetarians, which was a huge thing in the youth crew movement, rejecting consumption of meat that was something youth of today really brought to the forefront apart from minor threat but they weren't really known for uh pushing the vegan antics okay <laughs> they were more like uh hey, just don't fuck up your mind and now the you then youth of today came in they were like yeah don't fuck up your mind but also don't fuck up your diet man <laughs> okay fine so insight got in on got in on that and yeah we got a we got a lovely little late 80s, early 90s style hardcore, hardcore punk type stuff. If you, any of the bands I mentioned, such as Youth of Today and Minor Threat, as also Gorilla Biscuits, you hear a lot of that stuff in Insight's music. And also, weirdly enough, through, uh, through their singer, Mark Starr, his vocals, they remind me, oddly enough, of Choke from Slapshot. Okay. I know. A, another straight-edge band, albeit a lot less on the uh, positive side. <laughs> we'll actually get to that in a minute. <laughs> but, funnily enough, but yeah. For now, we're going to stick with Insight. We're going to stick with uh, the lovely instigators of the, eh, by extension, vegan straight-edge movement in Salt Lake City. And we know how that turned out in the later 90s, but <laughs> that's another story for another day for for now. Let's keep it on the posy side. Here is insight from What Will It Take? Their song, Walk Away. Wow! 
type of music that makes you want to stay on your board man (laughs) (laughs) yeah inside they are uh you can find their music on grudgecityactivities.com they uh which is run by uh uh, still kind of is run by uh dan fletcher of the band milk money and he's uh he's been running that for years since the 2000s i want to (laughs) say And there is a there is a spot on that website that has a catalog of anyone who has submitted their releases who are part of bands in Salt Lake City. My band is on there. <laughs> I just emailed them the Bandcamp link and it was like, "Hey, put us on there." All right. So yeah, you just go through the timeline. It goes as far back as like 1979. Yeah, 1979. It does go back that far. Not really. It didn't really have a lot to uh, count for, but <laughs> it wasn't until, like I said, it wasn't really until the late 80s and into the 90s that Salt Lake Hardcore really started making its mark, for better or for worse, but the, <laughs> but the thing is, you can find, the, you can find the, the files that they have uploaded on there, and you can download them as zip files for free, but better yet, you can find the... You can find the, what was the name of the compilation? Reflections? Or just Reflection? Yeah, the compilation of all their music, yeah. Yeah. It has all their releases in uh, one one album, also with a tiger on the forefront, but it is red. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of blue and yellow, it's now black and red. And and yeah, you can find that on the streaming services. I haven't seen if they have a band camp set up at all, but... I couldn't find it, but, you know, sometimes when bands have something... Like insight, right? It's you try to search for it, you have to get super specific, and even then, I wasn't finding <laughs> it, so it didn't come up on uh, initial searches, and I didn't have time to like scour pages and pages of the searches yeah. to see if it was there. Well, well, yeah. If you find yourself so willing to uh, listen to their music, they have the like, like I said, they have the compilation, or you can find it on Discogs. They have their seven inches up there. You can buy the EPs from them, the seven inches. And they're pretty cheap too. Like I think one of them was going for eight bucks. You know, they're not not that high in demand. <laughs> so they're just they're just kind of there. But but if you're a collector like me, then you may have thought about wanting to get one of those on your hands. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was insight. They got a lot of uh, they got a lot of good songs. I mean, not a lot of songs in general, but of the songs that they have, a lot of them are good. We'll say it that way. Awesome. So, yep, there's Insight, one of the first straight-edge bands in Salt Lake to make their mark. And they were one of the bands, like I said, a couple episodes ago, that made it all the way out to CBGB's with Gorilla Biscuits. That's awesome. So, yeah, great times, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the other lesser-known track I have is the band Barbed Wire Braces. Cool band. They have some other releases. I recommend checking them out. Uh, last year, September 7th of 2020, and this one went under my radar. didn't catch that this one went out, but it's only two tracks, single. Uh, the track that we're going to play is Dancing on My Back, but the other track being Used. Uh, it's available. I would check it out, but check out their other releases. I really like them. Uh, I was excited to find this one, but I probably found it about maybe six months ago, so 
quite a bit after its actual release. Anyway, the band started in 2015. As I was stating before, they are from Ontario as well, but they are not from London, as were some of the band members of Butcher's Nail. They are from Hamilton in Ontario. So from Hamilton in Ontario, let's play some barbed wire braces off of their single, which is a two-track single. The track is called Dancing on My Back. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a quick one. Clocked in at 120. Shortest on the episode, but still a good one. A lot of energy. I really like that band a lot. Eric, what do you think of uh, Barbed Wire Braces? Have you heard of Barbed Wire Braces? No, I haven't heard of uh, Cowboy Floss. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't heard of Barbed Wire Braces, but now that I have heard of them, slash heard them, I really like these guys. Pretty cool. They have a Bandcamp page. I definitely recommend checking out their last album that was released. I uh, hope that those two tracks are a sign of more music to come, but that was a bit over a year ago when that was finally excuse me, released. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully there's more to come. <laughs> hopefully, you say? Hopefully. <laughs> Let's get into some uh, concerts, live shows. We had New Year's. Uh, a show I really wanted to get to because I love watching the stick-ups. I love seeing Bobby and Endless Struggle play. Uh, I didn't get to see it, but did you? Or did you see anything else this past week? <laughs> well, yes, but you'll be uh, happy to know that neither Endless Struggle or the stick-ups played. What? <laughs> yeah, I've got the... Uh... I got the post right here as to why Endless Struggle couldn't play. They said, we just got word that the stick-ups from Denver cannot make it to SLC due to the storm. Oh. And because of COVID-19 infections, weather, and a back injury, Endless Struggle has decided to drop off the show as well. That sucks. When I first saw that, I was really excited. I already had some plans, and I'm glad I didn't cancel them for that because I would have been pretty bummed out. <laughs> yeah, that was a... Yeah. I will... The thing was, I also wasn't planning on going because I had a friend who was doing a New Year's Eve party at right. her house. But this past, uh, the week leading up to it, me and my girlfriend, we got sick. We got a cold. That's right. And uh, my friend's boyfriend is such a fucking hypochondriac. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. 
Basically, it's like, if you're gonna throw a New Year's Eve party, next time let us know if that we need a fucking doctor's note. So we didn't end up going. Wow, like that, yeah. huh? Yeah, they didn't. They were just like, well, we don't want you to come here and infect, <laughs> infect the people. I go, for God's sake, man. You know, this is how we're gonna party now? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Gotta bring doctor's notes or get rapid COVID tests before people let you into their house? Yeah, for the love of God. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that extreme, but that's <laughs> fucking what it felt like. Anyway. Here's hoping not. So, so yeah. Basically, we just said, well, what now? Well, let's go to Aces. There's a show there. Let's see what it's all about. Okay. And, yeah, I, it was kind of a bummer that I didn't get to see uh, uh, Endless Struggle. I haven't seen them in forever. Like... I think I said this uh, last episode. I think the last time I saw them was when they opened up for the virus when they came back oh, to Salt Lake. And that was I years saw ago. Them October of uh, September, somewhere between September and November of 2019, they played a show. I can't remember where because it's been so long. But before the pandemic happened, I remember seeing them in that fall. Yeah. I mean, I definitely know that the last time I saw them, it was before the pandemic. So <laughs> just to add some uh, perspective to you guys. Right. <laughs> oh, God. And Power Beer, they still played. Narc still played. and Awesome. And they got, yeah, they got a last minute replacement with Violent Unrest. Oh, cool. So, yeah, Violent Unrest played, and they were, they were wonderful, as always. Narc really fucking killed it. If anything, I just love seeing Tyler drum. The guy is a madman behind the kit. That's, That's awesome. If yeah, seeing through Narc and Gag Order, he does. He does so many other bands on top of that, but he does an excellent job behind all of them, and I mean literally behind all of them. <laughs> oh god! But the one band from Colorado that was able to make it was Overexposure, and yeah, this was a bit of a, uh, a bit of a mixed bill. I mean, besides Endless Struggle, Power Beer was the only street punk band on that bill, pretty much. Although I can't speak for the stick-ups. I haven't listened to them. They're street punk, yeah. Okay. So, okay, so it was going to be a mostly street punk show. Narc, they're not exactly street punk. They're more on the uh, power violence, grindy type side. And uh, Violent Unrest, they're definitely more hardcore than punk rock. I will say that. (laughs) And... And yeah, Overexposure, they are themselves a hardcore band. So the street punk show turned into a hardcore show kind of by default. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fucking whoops, I guess. But it was still a great one. Overexposure, they put on a great set. They're kind of like that uh, mid-2000s, early uh, 2010s style hardcore where it was a lot of groove, a lot of... uh, a lot of aggression, a lot of uh, flat brims and cargo shorts. <laughs> Not letting the 90s die. <laughs> I don't know, they didn't dress that way, but it sounded like they <laughs> like they should be. Oh, man. But Overexposure, they were really good. I have not listened to them, but they did play two songs I recognized. They were covers. One was Tear Out My Eyes by Blood for Blood, and the other was Wake Up the Dead by Comeback Kid. Awesome. Both of which I have never ever heard covered. I haven't heard anyone cover Comeback Kid at all. And it just had to be one of my favorite songs. Okay. So it was me and Paige and Jeremy from Violent Unrest. We are the three of us all up front on the stage just singing, Wake up the dead! And we just feel very special. Like, yeah. Looking around all the punks. We know these lyrics. (laughs) Up your games. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) 
there were people up front singing all the power beer lyrics, and I'm just like, I, I know that I sang for you guys, but I was literally ad libbing. <laughs> I was just making sounds. Nice. <laughs> I will still never let Tyler live that down. The first show that Powerbeard played, and he wasn't in town, so he couldn't do the vocals. So I just kind of covered on the on a whim. They still played this show without him, and it's like, who wants to come up and sing? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's like, and not only did I do it once, I did it twice in the same night. <laughs> House shows, man, they get really funny. <laughs> So, yeah, that's about it. It was it was just one show, New Year's Eve, and it was a it was a fun time. But oh my god, it took us forever to leave the bar because my girlfriend and all of our other friends could not find their way out of the fucking photo booth. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And me, I was there. I wasn't I wasn't all party hardy. I was just like taking it taking it simple, taking it easy, and. Yeah, my main jobs were to either uh, answer the question as to the whereabouts of this person or that person or whoever. <laughs> and also, I was the drink guard. It was always, hey, where is uh, where is so-and-so? Oh, can you watch my drink? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when everyone was taking photos, it was very much the same thing. It's like, no, wait, 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 we can't leave. I got to get you in here as well. We got to get this girl. Wait. Where is this? Where is this other person? Oh, they're in the bathroom. All right, bring the girl back from the bathroom. Oh, where is this other person? They're at the bar. Okay, go back to the bar. Someone else is going into the pisser, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there on the one of the bar stools in the back, just like, can I leave now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. In fact, uh, yeah, one of which uh, a another couple that we hang out with. Uh, they were literally about to leave, and they were delayed by ten minutes because of the incident that I just described. And he, and the boyfriend, my friend, he was just standing there for a while, and then after a few minutes, he was just like, "Okay," pulled up a chair and sat right next to me. And I just look at him, and go, "Yep, yep." <laughs> it was like four or five of these of these uh, birds flying around, <laughs> and and us little. Uh, us little gremlins right here are just uh, sitting, waiting for them to finish what whatever it is they're doing. <laughs> At this point, it was just trying to get a decent photo. <laughs> a few decent photos. It was pretty funny. Yeah, we're talking about shows. What about shows now? <laughs> right, so that's what you went to see. Did you see anything else, or do you have any shows that are coming up that you want to announce? I do have shows that are coming up. There was one that I... Wanted to see, and I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass for not going. That was the Invaders final show at Urban Lounge. Oh, yeah. I did not make it to that one. I was incredibly burned out from uh, the night prior. Even though, like I said, I did not do much. (laughs) But it was enough. Right? (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, shows are coming back. Uh, Excuse me. They are. There's shows all around. Yeah, shows are all around. Shows but are coming back are into postponed. the fold. I was just looking right now, January 25th through February 26th, the Rum Jacks were going to be doing a UK and Ireland tour, and unfortunately, unfortunately, they are canceling that just because of things that are going on right now. So, oh, no. some things are getting canceled, but some things are still happening. 
Some things are still happening. I do have one that is coming up within the next seven days, and that is on the 8th at the... At yeah, your mom's house. At your mom's house. Yeah, or your mama's house, as they said it on the flyer. I believe it was this one. Anyway, shit brains from California are going to be coming in. And we will be seeing them with openers Narc, Ribbons, Total Cereal, Fuckskin, and Betty. Okay. Betty. That's you know, simple. <laughs> you know, now, that, now that I'm reading this, Betty... Do you think that they were uh, referencing something? Is that sort of a... Is that band a prophet? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Is there a reason they called oh, themselves Betty? Gotcha. See, now it's <laughs> slow, but I, I got it. Yes. And maybe, maybe. Hmm. Maybe anything, they changed just, their name since last week. I'll just go to the show. <laughs> I'll just go to the show and just be like, okay, please tell me, when you release your first EP, please call it... White. White. Yes. <laughs> and then the second one called the Golden Girls. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God, what is the... Now I can't remember the the other main actress from the Golden Girls. There's B. There's Arthur. B. Arthur, that's what it is. So it's like they have one band called Betty, and then they do another one called B and release the album Arthur. <laughs> like the some of the Dis House bands back in the day were doing something similar where they were just naming their albums after actors. And it was specifically the actors from <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. One uh, was called Steve Buscemi. Another was called Harvey Keitel. And I don't think they really went through with the whole cast on it. But these are the same people that did the bands like Total Serial, like okay. I just said. And then there was also the band Nelson Muntz. Okay. Same thing. Satanic Hispanic. Same people. <laughs> it was just like a house of maybe five people. And there be there came multiple bands, maybe like twenty a year. <laughs> it was so hard to keep track of all that shit, and for the most part, they all sounded the same. Nice. <laughs> oh God, that's uh, yeah. R.I.P. Dis House. Now it's your mom's house, <laughs> which is uh, I don't know, kind of the uh, kind of a facsimile of what they did back in the day. Okay, well, bring it back, bring yeah. it back, make it a. Yeah, seriously, make the Golden Girls thing happen. That would be funny. I agree. I'm all into that one, too. <laughs> Golden Girls compilation. It's just a split uh, LP of all, f- of all four <laughs> bands. All right, well, I'm going to announce a few shows that are coming up soon all over the place uh, before we get into some new music, or not new, but great cover-to-cover albums. Uh, Saturday, January 15th at Characters Sports Bar in Pomona, California. For 10 bucks, you can go see Channel 3, uh, 21 Gun Salute, Omeos from El Paso, Texas, Down Not Out from San Antonio, Texas, and the flyer cuts off the other band's name, so unfortunately I don't know what that one is, but go to the show, a lot of cool bands, some coming into town for it, uh, we'll be talking more over the next few weeks, this one's a little bit further out, but next week we're going to have Tijuana Sweetheart on the show and Razors in the Night should be the following week on the show. And that is a dual reunion show as both bands have not played for several years and were done as bands, but are coming back for a reunion show and a combined reunion show on January 22nd mm. in so- or at Sonia in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Again, that's the 22nd of January. Tickets are 15 bucks for that one. And you'll also get to see Sky Tigers and Nothing But Enemies. 
We'll talk more about that in the interviews coming up. Also, I believe this one, where's this one? California, maybe? January 8th, uh, IOD Fest. That's Idiots on Drugs. Uh, they will be performing along with local retards, Lewd, Pl- Lewd Platoon. I want to say <laughs> that is G-O-A or maybe it's C-O-A. Hard to tell in that font. Uh, I can't even read that one in that font. Johnny Kane, Congenital uh, Amusia. God. Man, some of the, the fonts, man, the fonts. You got to make the fonts readable. I know they look cool, but I can't fucking read it. Uh, sounds like you never listened to a black metal band in your life. Well, I, I, I've listened to some, but it's different when you see their names on the flyers or the album covers. Sometimes oh, if they're just playing through, you're listening, and you're like, hey, cool. But uh, when you want to look at who they are, and you look at the album cover, like, I don't know who you are. Oh, yeah. Just the, uh, you get that in a lot of uh, tech death bands. see that in a lot of... Uh, Oh, man. A lot of grindcore bands. All the grindy, gory, splatter grind type stuff. Indecipherable font. (laughs) It's just like, they make the joke where it's like a bunch of uh, a bundle of sticks and logs just all laid out. And it's like, here's my band's new logo. (laughs) Yep, they do that. Well... A few more, let's see, at Tin Roof, January 14th, Friday starting at 8 p.m., so that's next Friday, in Charleston, South Carolina, the venue's Tin Roof. You'll see Coffin Side, Long Shot Odds, and a Close Encounter, so go check that one out. <coughs> Played Long Shot Odds on the show before. Uh, here's Scotto's Memorial Show, and it is January 8th in Harrisburg, PA. Show starts at 7. You'll get to see bands like Kirk B. Kiss. We've played them on the show. Uh, P-H-L-P-H-R. I don't know if that's supposed to... I don't know what that is. Sorry. Blake Hillard. uh, Inner Turmoil. No Good Deed. And Departed. I'm going to go with... Oh, yep. Departed. They're out of New Jersey. Uh, it's a $21 show, $10 donations. Everything goes to Scotto's family. So get out there. They're going to be doing raffles as well. So go to the Scotto's Memorial Show if you're in or nearby Harrisburg, PA. Again, that's this week, January 8th. Uh, I think there is just a couple more shows. Let's see. No, that one's going to be on the 22nd. We'll hold off. The Drowns are going to be... Uh, playing the East Coast with Stolen Wheelchairs, January 13th in Brooklyn, January 14th in Boston, January 15th in Pittsburgh, and January 16th in Philly. So go check them out. Go follow at The Drowns on Instagram or at Stolen Wheelchairs on Instagram or at Pirates, Pre- Pirates Press Records on Instagram, and you can find you know more details where they're at. But I like The Drowns a lot. They're really good. I'm glad I got to see them at Punk Rock Bowling not too long ago, and you can go check out that two-track release that will they'll be releasing. Finally, there is a tribute to Leeway. Uh, they're doing this show January 9th at Aptown Cafe, Bikassi. Uh, I think that is where that is, and so I am quickly scanning. I don't see where specifically, but Anti-Squad, Final Attack, Human... Human... Humanimal? Humanimal. It's one word, yeah. human animal. Human animal. Yes. Uh, traders, uh, Am- Amara, Hytem. So uh, 
include there's tickets and our let's see so this is definitely a different country uh anti-squad so indonesia okay so anybody listening and you're in indonesia west jakarta that is probably where that show is specifically i apologize for the delay i'm spitting that out uh bakasi is probably there in uh western indonesia so go out there if you're in that area check it out it's a tribute to leeway there will also be uh, if you spend the extra money on the tickets, it looks like uh, a leeway cassette tape and all profit from the ticket sales will be donated to Eddie Leeway. So go check it out. Check out the bands. Check out the shows. If there's any shows you think that we should be announcing on this show, we definitely will. We like it. We want to support anybody doing live music anywhere that you happen to be doing live music, right? Even if we can't specifically be at the show. Oh, there's one more here. Uh, 390 Punk Rock Karaoke on January 14th. Uh, Broken Patron Saints as well. All three of those bands. And you gotta love Punk Rock Karaoke. It'll be at Maui Sugar Mill Saloon. And this is in Ventura, on Ventura Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. So go check out that show. Uh, go support Ron and 390. I love 390. Great band. I love the release this past year. Eric. I have talked way too much. I feel like we need to listen to some music. You have some music that you want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, excellent. So, yeah, we're uh, we're jumping all the way to the East Coast to the uh, Bastin Hardcore Aficionados. We're talking Slapshot. Remember yes. what I said? Remember what I said about uh, Mark's voice from inside being a little bit like Chokes? Well, now we're actually going to listen to Choke. Excellent. <laughs> so, yeah, Slapshot. If you're familiar with hardcore at all, or if you're familiar with hockey, yeah, that's that's them. <laughs> they created hardcore for the hockey kids. Well, okay, maybe they didn't create it. SSD kind of did that. Because, I mean, there's another singer, their guitarist, Al Burrell. He was, uh, he was built like a mountain, that guy. He was just this big, beefy hockey player who was just playing hardcore punk and also penning all the lyrics. And that was like the, that was like the biggest uh, uh, flag waver of Boston straight edge social, no, social systems decontrol. I think that's what it is. I just know them as SSD control, really. Okay. Yeah. So they were the they were the guys that really put straight edge on the map in Boston. And oh yeah, they got they got pretty nutty. <laughs> Get a bunch of hockey players who's who's like 51% of their job is to fight people. (laughs) (laughs) And nowhere is hockey more brutal in the U.S. than Boston. Right. Oh, man. And Slapshot really got on that. I mean, you know what a Slapshot is? That's a a move that you make in hockey where you like a... What is it? You take your stick and you bring it up to up to waist level, and then just bring it straight down, and it's like taken from mid-court, and you just have that puck flying across the ice, and it makes it into the goal. That's a slap shot. Nice. Just slap the puck right in. And it's also a hockey movie. Yes, it is. Yep. In fact, it's pretty hilarious how many how many times a, <laughs> how many times a slap shot album opens up with a coach's speech. In fact, in old-time hardcore, the intro is literally called Coach's Speech. (laughs) From one of those films. Like, oh my god, people. We get it. 
you're uh, you're hockey fans. I don't care. It's not <laughs> like I can even sit here and talk shit on Slapshot because it looks like uh, it looks like choke will fucking uh, can actually choke me out with his two fingers. <laughs> Probably he's huge. I, have you seen him? Like I was standing just a few feet from him. He is a very large man. I was. Oh saw, yeah. Uh, Stars and Stripes play, so I didn't get to see Slapshot ah, yeah. play, but I saw Stars and Stripes play, and at Cherry St- Cherry Street Station in Connecticut, uh, yeah, and I was right up by him, like shit, he is far bigger than I thought he was. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did see Slapshot down at Punk Rock Bowling one year. It oh. was uh, it was them, MDC, and Poison Idea, and my God, one of the most violent shows I've ever been to. I bet. Even in their, even in their uh, older years, they are still bringing the aggression. And yeah, I saw I saw Choke. I got to I got to meet him. I got a picture with him. Awesome. He is very short. He's big though. Like, <laughs> oh, he's big guy. Oh yeah, he's built. He's yeah. like uh, he's nice and beefy, but he's so short. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it was uh, that was a crazy ass show. Which, uh, which leads me to the first song that I chose off of their self-titled album. Yeah, I didn't even really uh, mention what album I was covering by them. It is. They're self-titled. And one of the songs that I have that really stuck with me is the song Soft. And it's literally pretty much just a lot of uh, verbal sparring, pointing out all the fucking shortcomings in the modern-day hardcore scene, of which being so soft, it's kind of lost its edge. It's a little fluffy right now and yeah i guess but that's i think it's generational so i don't want to i don't want to say it's everybody right because that's just stereotyping or you know not really putting a lot of thought into it but compared to when this stuff was coming out like 80s and 90s you know i've coached high school sports over the last 10 to 15 years and just the people growing up in that era that would be listening to that music when we were listening to that music in high school generally are soft individuals. Yeah, for the most part. Compared to <laughs> what we were growing up in and how we were growing up. It's also it's also determined by the area. I mean, there's a lot of hardcore music that comes from suburban kids. Yeah. Yep. I mean, me, myself, I'm a suburban kid. I just really love heavy music. Right. <laughs> and stuff that invokes a message as well. Some of our favorite hardcore bands are composed of uh are composed of what did I just say? Suburban kids. Right. Gorilla Biscuits. They're from Queens. Right? Yeah. And that's why I didn't want to generalize and say it's everybody. It's just there's a lot. Yeah. And it's noticeably different. It's like, maybe he's uh, speaking objectively to the Boston hardcore scene. It's like, we're not 80s tough guys anymore. We're, there are less and less hockey players coming to our shows. <laughs> and yeah, now everybody's whining about it. Well, this album came out almost 30 years after they started as a band, so they probably saw mm. a lot of change throughout that period. Oh, I am, Yeah. Yeah, it is a it is a generational thing. I've been talking with a I've even been talking with a few of my friends who have been around in like hardcore salad days when uh, yeah, it was fresh and there wasn't a rule book. No one really knew what the fuck they were doing. They just knew how they felt at right. the time. And they felt like this. And now these bands have grown up and uh yeah, they probably still feel like this to a certain extent, but about certain things. Only this one sounds a bit more like a 
that bitter old man sitting in his <laughs> rocking chair just waving his stick at the kids like, you're doing it, Rock! <laughs> but that doesn't mean the song ain't good. We've been spending the last, like, 25 minutes or so just uh, kind of bullshitting. So let's actually bring back the music. Here is Soft from Slapshot. <laughs> A song that is apparently soft, <laughs> but a damn catchy, catchy chorus right there. Yes. I love it. For those of you that didn't catch that, it's what happened to the good old days? Where did everybody go? Maybe it's just part of getting old, but when did hardcore get so fucking soft? <laughs> so yeah, I, I couldn't find the actual lyrics of, of the song. Like you look online, they're not there, but... But yeah, I can't really objectively say what they are referring to, if it's hardcore as a whole or just a generalization or really whatever. But but yeah, like a, like what you said earlier, it's a generational thing. And when I'm hearing stories of the, the days of old where it's like uh, they're coming from poverty-stricken areas where you had to fight for your life in quite a literal sense. And right. oh yeah, there was a lot of violence way back in the day and... Uh, this is just coming from a suburban kid who 
was born and raised and still lives in Salt Lake City. <laughs> which was... Which actually, ironically, got Straight Edge put on the map for the militant hardline vigilantism that came about. Yeah, we'd never forget that. Right. Salt Lake's the reason why Straight Edge is on the... Uh, is considered a gang now. <laughs> yep. Good job. <laughs> that's a... Uh, that's just a... Uh, Scratching old wounds. Never mind about that, but... <coughs> what should be minded is that, yes, I do know the people who lived such rambunctiously, incoherently, and violent lifestyles. And they are some of the nicest people I know now. Right. Yeah, they've... They've, they've bettered themselves. They've, they've grown up, so to speak, and, it's, and some of them have started families. You know? So, you can't exactly be that same dickhead you were back in your 20s. <laughs> it's kind of figuring yourself out. Like, we, we all think when we're teenagers that we know everything and we can be <laughs> adults and we should be treated like adults by our parents and by whomever. And then, you know, we all think that. And I think it was mid-20s when I finally was like evolving into what I am. Yeah. That was what that, that was the real beginning stages of who I really am right now. Everything else before that was just figuring shit out. Yeah. It was as, a as trial a run. Right, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of those people did the same and it's not all the same for everybody, but hmm. most of us until you're out and working and surviving and you know those type of things on your own without somebody doing it for you, then you really don't know. Yeah. I was getting in, uh, yeah, I was getting into my head a little bit about this very thing. <laughs> just like, boy, when I, I was just thinking of like when my granddad sold his minivan. And I'm, and when I was a kid, I'm like, why would he sell that van? It was great. But it was, it was an old van. It was falling apart. But as a kid, you don't know about the mechanics of, a, of an automobile and why they need to get switched out every decade or so. Because... Right. Wear and tear. You don't really understand that. And I'm thinking, how would my mind back then have gone about it? Well, can't you fix it? Well, yeah, you can fix it, but it's expensive. But don't you have a job? I do have a job. So why don't you pay for it to get fixed? Because it's too expensive. It's actually costs more to fix the car than it does to buy another one. Right. So we're just uh, getting rid of that one, and we're uh, bringing in a new one. Right. I hope you like it. <laughs> So, yeah, weird fucking example, but that's what we call evolution, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> so yeah, with that being said, let's talk about the next song about Slapshot, Never Trust a Junkie. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a jump, but, yeah, some things never change. And in Straight Edge, for the most part, I think, I, don't, I lose track of how many people, <laughs> this funnily enough, I lose track of how many people claimed Straight Edge. Claimed. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> took it at just kind of took it at face value and are now like a total uh total stoners or drunkies or whatever. It's like, right, yeah. Again, you thought you knew everything when you were 15. <laughs> 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 but but yeah, I never claimed it, so I have no ground on which to uh judge. And I don't anyway, so it's whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I still think it's pretty funny. But no, the Slapshot, at least Choke, I know, is still straight edge. Hasn't, hasn't broken the X yet. And yeah, it kind of shows in this song, Never Trust a Junkie, which uh, can go, 
can speak miles for a lot of people. There are some friends of mine who have been and uh, continue to be junkies. I do not really, uh, I do not really keep in touch with them anymore. Mostly because they can't keep in touch with me. Right. But I do say, I do say that a couple of them have turned face and have bettered themselves. They've relapsed a couple times, but have gotten back into the swing and are living living much better lives now. So awesome. So yeah, you can trust those people. You can trust them now. But back when they were, uh, you know, hooked on the pills or uh, addicted to the needle, yeah, you know how that goes. Yes. It never works out in your favor. You're always the one who's uh, getting the shit end of the stick. If you're hanging out with them and trying to help them, they only have one thing on their mind. Right. So, so yeah, it may come off as very aggressive in this song, but I have to agree with Choke on this one. Never trust a junkie. Everybody got that? Right. Good. <laughs> Moving on. That was uh, that was Slapshot. That was their album, Slapshot. And yeah, that is a that is a pretty good album. 
I will say there's uh, there's multiple tracks on there that are uh, not quite so um, heavy on the criticism side. <laughs> we'll call it bold. Yeah, we'll call it bold. But yeah, you know they're hockey players. What do you expect? <laughs> they're aggressive. And Slapshot's one of the one of the most aggressive hardcore bands out there. Still, still to this day, they're still going strong. Playing mostly on the East Coast now, but every once in a while, every once in a while, they come near here. I don't think they ever will come to Salt Lake. That's too bad they should. Yeah. Maybe they tried. We'll just leave it at that. Maybe they tried. <laughs> I've heard of a lot of stories of uh, some of the old hardcore guys back in the day fighting a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> like, one, one such individual beat the shit out of Vanilla Ice. Wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Poor just Rob. just to just to show what hardcore was capable of back in the days and what made it so soft kids man <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about kids in general I'm talking their kids they were like oh shit I guess we got to be the opposite of what our parents were <laughs> and we should actually look after our kids oh snap <laughs> <laughs> All right, my album is The Young Ones. The Young Ones are from the Netherlands. Uh, they released an album. It was a, I think it was a LP, but it was probably like six tracks or something like that last year. But they just released at the end of 2021, December 17th, 2021. They released Stanley Boulevard. Awesome release. I'd been looking forward to that one. I was able to listen to it. And I've listened to it a bunch in the last couple weeks. That's why it's making it as a great cover to cover album. And when I get my list of top albums of 2021 together, I suspect this album from The Young Ones, Stanley Boulevard, is going to be on there. So if you're not familiar, they started as band in 2004. They are from the Netherlands. They've had a handful of releases, including that one last year, Cream of the Crop. Uh... A lot of the European bands do get released on European labels, so it's hard to get their vinyls at this moment. But LSM Vinyl releases the young ones, so before long, you can go over to Pirates Press and check out the LSM Vinyl releases. And you, but me for sure, are looking forward to this album on vinyl. I'm going to add it to my collection. Let's listen to something from it. March of the Gutter Kids is what we are going to listen to. Here it goes, the young ones.
Now that was closer to the chisel. Right? <laughs> In tone, definitely. <laughs> They're from the Netherlands. Awesome band. They call themselves the Young Ones because they weren't around when the oi music that they really love was around, you know, when it, when it, when it was in its heyday, when it was being created. So they called themselves the Young Ones. You know, names like that, I suppose, don't age well as you get older. Like, if they come out playing as the Young Ones <laughs> in their 70s, like we've seen Coxbar do, then it's like, well, you don't look so much like the Young Ones. But that is the premise of the name, the Young Ones. Uh, again, they started in 2004, so they're coming up on 16 years as a band. 15-year mark, they put out this album, Stanley Boulevard. I think it's awesome. I really like that band. I think they're they're definitely a lot more of that classic oi instead of maybe more modern oi, but I think it kind of has a, a little bit of a street punk sound in there as well. Let's get into the next one. It's the title track. I had a hard time picking. I kept going back and forth, well, back and forth here, there, and hither because there's a handful <laughs> of tracks I wanted to play, but I finally narrowed it down to the title track. So here we go, Stanley Boulevard. From Stanley Boulevard, it's The Young Ones. <laughs> sound young <laughs> right it's technically technically speaking would grade two grade two be considered the young ones nowadays <laughs> I, I think so yes grade two is a great one to take on the name 
uh, the Young Ones. But this band, The Young Ones, man, I like them. They're, they're awesome. Cream of the Crop was really good, and I am really liking uh, Stanley Boulevard. I am at that point now where, you know, there might be some handful of late entries. The Haymaker release, I didn't get a chance to listen to. I think it's only out on vinyl, and it's only available on vinyl in Europe at the moment. So... That one it might just end up being an honorable mention because I have liked their other two releases quite a bit when those came out, but I don't think that'll be added. So anyway, point is, Young Ones will be on that list. Uh, I'm looking forward to putting it out here, hopefully this month, so it's freshish, fresh-ish. Freshish. 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 There you go. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the show. Let's do some non-punk tracks. You are sludge metal today. Yeah, it's sludge metal, but with some punk overtones. We okay. will say that. Okay. So, yeah, as they uh, describe themselves on their uh, Reverb Nation account, that's how old these guys are, <laughs> they, <laughs> they say it's uh, some of the tags are like a sludge metal, sludge metal, punk hardcore type shit like that so okay. that's all their that's all of the music by which they are inspired but they have some 12 minute long songs okay they have a 12 minute long song anyway the band is invaders i told you about this band the uh a couple of times they're invaders uh minus one a and an e the the i is the only vowel in the word invaders for this right. band and believe it or not there actually is another artist who is called Invaders, and they have it spelled that way. They're an electronic artist. So I, I found that out today. Yeah, kind of <laughs> weird. So yeah, when you're looking up this band Invaders, be sure to look up Invaders, SLC, or Invaders, the album Electric Church. Speaking of which, we're playing a song from that record. <laughs> and yes, I said earlier in the show, Invaders played their last show the first day of the first month of this year. And they're playing their last show. Or played their last show. And I missed it. I did not go to it. And I feel really stupid. Uh, whatever. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be back. I have a feeling they'll be back. If not for just a one show. Hopefully. <laughs> then I'll, I'll right my wrongs. <clears throat> anyway. In a memoriam. Here is a bit of a uh, eulogy to Invaders. Not really a eulogy. I'm just going to say that they were an awesome band. <laughs> and Electric Church is an awesome album, if you can find a way to listen to it. You can find some of it on Reverb Nation. You can find it on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music, I don't believe. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Or you can find it on YouTube. They have the whole album up on one single video called Invaders Electric Church. And yeah, some of them are pretty long, and I just happen to choose the shortest one. That Way is, to be. Yeah. Great Beast 666. I kind of chose it for the title, and I was like, ah, you know what? It's the shorter one. And a good thing, too, because this episode really kind of dragged a bit. Okay, it didn't drag. We just, uh, it, it's a long episode. There you go. We've been talking a lot and playing some really good songs. So don't worry. This one's going to be quick ish. It's just at three minutes. It's a three minutes. Sludge song, which is considered uh, like a second on the platform of that music. So here it is Invaders, Great Beast, six, six, seven, six.
So there you go. That is the abridged version of what to expect from Invader's album, Electric Church. And if you're feeling a little adventurous, I'm pretty sure you can buy this on cassette tape. Awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome. Awesome music, stuff that resembles a lot of uh, a lot of stuff like I Hate God and Oh, I lost the I lost the name. Oh yeah, a bit of down as well. A lot of that New Orleans sound. Okay. <laughs> the New Orleans sludge. Nola sludge. Yeah, whatever. Nobody calls it that. <laughs> I just wanted to. But but yeah, I love that type of music. It's just that grimy, just sort of uh no other way to describe it, oozing <laughs> type of metal, overly distorted, long, pummeling riffs. And yeah, every once in a while you get a nice little fast song like that. So yeah, Invaders, sorry to see you go. Hopefully you guys make, individuals in each band make some more awesome music. Yeah, I know that uh, another singer, Phil, he was the singer of X's and... I really wanted more from them. Only four songs recorded. Uh, and I've seen them live. They have more than four songs to their names. <laughs> yeah, half of them they didn't even play live. That's too bad. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe maybe this will be a sign of things to come. Invaders falls, but X's comes up. Maybe. Phil, are you listening? <laughs> what about you, Sky? Drew? Anybody? <laughs> I don't even think they listen, but... Uh, I'm just uh, praying to the ether, I guess. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I have a band. That I, I think I'm going to start off. I, I mentioned this, but then we had Christmas, and so I started finding some Christmas-themed 80s or so tracks. And so I'm getting back onto the 80s songs, and I want to play a lot of bands that I liked from the 80s, but I don't want to play like their chart-topper tracks. For example... This episode, I'm going to play Duran Duran. If you're not familiar with Duran Duran, they founded it in Birmingham, England in 1978, before I was born. Yeah, there you go. Wasn't this the band that always had a wolf that needed to be fed? Yes, Hungry Like a Wolf. <laughs> so, the chart-topping songs for the band, A View to a Kill, Hungry Like the Wolf, Ordinary World, Wild Boys, Union of the Snake, The Reflex, Is There Something I Should Know?, Rio, I Don't Want Your Love, Notorious, Save a Prayer, Come Undone, New Moon on Monday, and Violence of Summer, Love's Talking Over. So that's 14 tracks. That 14 tracks that were chart toppers, right? So, uh, or on the charts anyway. I didn't pick any of those because that's not what I want to do. I want to play some bands that had tracks that I, I liked that weren't specifically their chart topping ones, the ones that were specific that people knew. I only mentioned those song titles that way, in case you didn't know, based off the song I play, who the band is. Those are some tracks that I'm sure people are familiar with. I listen to a lot of 80s music in the 80s, and I still listen to a lot of 80s music to this day, including <laughs> Duran Duran. So let's play a track. It's not one of their older albums in the 80s, but it's definitely older. The album is self-titled Duran Duran. It's known as the wedding album because there's like a black <laughs> and white wedding picture on it, but it, the album was called Duran Duran. And it was their seventh album. They released it February 11th of 1993. I was 13 years old at the time. So uh, 12. We'll say 12, 13. Yeah, 12. I didn't turn 13. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. You didn't turn 13 do until the 90s, man. Right. So let's do it. Too much information. It wasn't a chart topper, but still a good one. Here we go.
Was that the equivalent to uh, a hardcore breakdown? Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it a... What is it? You call this a uh, new wave breakdown. New wave breakdown. All right, the track still has uh, over another minute. I think you get the idea. It's a really cool track. Uh, a lot of great stuff. Maybe it'll remind you how much you might like Duran Duran. And go check out some of those other tracks that I listed that were their charting tracks. Yeah. I haven't listened to a lot of Duran. If I have, I probably haven't realized it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know the I know the song that everybody else does, but so this was a nice fresh take on here. Right? It's good stuff. I love the 80s. They still have that 80s sound even in early 93. They were true to who they were, but evolving yeah. as artists. Old habits die hard. Exactly. Alright, we're wrapping up the show. Thank you for joining. You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music Player FM, and SLCPunkcast.com. You found us somewhere. We're listened to on all of them, some more than others. Pick whatever's convenient for you. Keep listening. Share it out. I hope you enjoy it. hope you check out all the great bands, the bands that we find great, and the bands that reach out to us that we get to discover, and hopefully you discover with us. On Instagram, you can find the bands at night, of, or night underscore of underscore rage, at insight hardcore, at barbed.wire.braces.official, at slapshot boston, at the young ones oi, at INVDRS666 and at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? On the Instagram, you can find me at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can find my band on there at anonymous underscore band official and also my other band at Heart of Dark 801 SLC. And you can find the various other podcast podcast. Podcast, okay. The podcast. <laughs> we should check these yeah. podcasts out. Podcasts. It's a bunch of dickheads with a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, not too far off. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the various other podcasts that you can find me on are Assault City, so the Circle Pit Radio, at Assault City CP, just on a couple episodes, so don't go crazy, but you can find me on Wrecked Podcast. That's at Wreckedcast. And my other podcast, the one that's solely me, nobody else, is Lead Melodies. That is at Lead Melodies underscore podcast. Awesome. And there is an episode coming out. It's been a bit delayed. Holidays and some uh, personal reasons that need not be unveiled here. Nobody needs to hear it. <laughs> Has to deal with a pet. Um. Anyway, for uh, for all that on Facebook... It's uh, our Facebook is at Anonymous SLC and our Bandcamp as well, Anonymous SLC.bandcamp.com. Um, all the other podcasts, Circle Pit Radio, Wrecked Podcast, and then at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And you can find all that at circlepitradio.com and the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook. Keep up with uh, various events and other happenings in Salt Lake in the punk rock and hardcore scene at SLC Hardcore. All right, you can find the bands on Facebook. Well, remember, vk.com for Night of Rage. You can find them there because they do not have a Facebook page. Everybody else that's on Facebook are at Paranoid Visions, at Butcher's Nail, at Insight SLC Hardcore, at Barbed Wire Braces, at Slapshot Boston, at The Young Ones Oi, at INVDRS. And the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 245. We appreciate it. We appreciate you sticking around all the way to this point. 
hopefully discovered some great new stuff as we did or just reminders of how much you like some of the stuff that we did play. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Well, and to kind of uh, interlope with uh, some of the various... Uh, the various subjects that have been coming up. Most of them have been around on uh, the change of times and uh, how people view certain areas of this music scene in certain ways. And yeah, kind of a uh, kind of preemptive to when you joined and what part you joined pretty much. And I was talking with a, a friend of mine who uh, listens to our podcast and he's a very much an old school uh, punk rocker individual. He was uh, he was actually spending time out on the East Coast and seeing shows at CBGB's. Awesome, that old. <laughs> and yeah, he hit me up. He asked, and he was uh, asking us about the podcast, like uh, because he's of interest. He used to do this very same thing back in the day. Cool. And and yeah, then we got to talking about the scene. He's like, has it changed? I'm like, well, in the podcast, I mean, I just more or less play whatever I want because just kind of like punk rock is a web. Right. You play stuff that you don't know exactly is a punk rock. Right. And he's like, then we get to talking about the scene in general. And one of the things that I notice, and I'm pretty sure this has existed for the 50 plus years of punk rock that's been around and hardcore by extension, is a lot of people that... The biggest problem I see are the ones that sport the big tough guy attitude because they feel like that's that's what a hardcore guy needs to be. You just need to look tough. You need to act tough. But when push comes to shove, oh, you're quick to turn over and show your belly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, really that's a problem that goes all around. But if I'm, I'm talking to... In decisively the hardcore scene, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of people who are coming in, taking at face value, think that you just got to be tough, you got to look tough, and you got to fight somebody every once in a while. But but then, when push comes to shove, you don't really do anything. <laughs> and then you have those who are who like to give you the sob story. They're like, you don't know how tough my life is. You don't know what I've been through. And I'm like, okay, you care to explain? No, it'll be too hard for you. Really, that's just them doing straw man. Just right. like, oh, yeah. It's like no one really cares that you're just sitting there self-depreciating yourself and just think, just trying to bring this whole pity party on you. Nobody cares, man. Unless it's called for. Right. <laughs> you know, don't make your problem somebody else's, especially if they're self-inflicted. Absolutely. You know, it's like, oh, I had a hard life. Yeah, you literally brought that on yourself. A lot of people do. It's like, if our, do you even listen to hardcore? It doesn't tell you to sit and sulk. It tells you to take it on the nose and move on. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if I was to just uh, turn over and expose my belly because of my old uh, head injury here, I could have just uh, applied for disability. Just been like, I don't need to work again. I'll just uh, live off of, uh, I'll just live off of government bucks for a while. Which is living off of everybody else, because that's where the money comes from. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just chump change. But but now, if I'm speaking on my experience, I was just, I wasn't obsessed with that. I knew I had to recover, but really, I wanted shit to get back to a new state of normalcy. Right. I wanted to get back to, I needed to work again. I couldn't just sit around the house. I needed my friends back. I needed my social life back. I needed my band back. I needed to start doing shit again. 
Because that's just how I'm wired, folks. <laughs> and I'm using myself as an example, but hopefully everyone else out there, you can relate to it. Just remember, you get back what you put in. And just remember that going into the new year. That's something that, it's not necessarily a New Year's resolution, but it's something that should be a continuation no matter what time of the year it is. But since this is the time to really make those plans, uh, to really kind of make plans for you to stick with and achieve throughout the next 12 months, just keep bringing this plan back. Just remember, you're about as worth, your worth is about as much as you see yourself. So prove that to everybody. Play the fucking outro. Outro.